2: Tanner Fuller Gibbler fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of, oh my Atlanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'll be honoring a birthday of a Fuller House cast member, well actually two of them, they share the role of Tommy Fuller Jr. I'm speaking about Dashiell and Fox Messet, the Messet twins. Your birthday is December 5th, and I've decided the only Tommy episode that I could find in all five seasons of Fuller House is Season 3, Episode 13, entitled A Tommy Tale, which aired on December 22nd, 2017. In this episode, DJ attempts to get Tommy into a fancy daycare. This episode's got a 6.9 out of 10, based on 196 ratings. We have it directed by Christian Jensen. Writer's Jeff Franklin, the creator. Marsh McCall. Edie Fay is the executive story editor, written by Marsh McCall. We also have story editor Kate Spurgeon. I, I like when we see Edie and Kate Spurgeon writing together. It seems like they're kind of like a writing duo. So let's take a look at the kit. We got some guest stars here. We got Stephanie Drummond as Miss Emily and Avery Kidd, K-I-D-D, Waddle, who plays the cop. All right. Ooh, we got trivia, too. Cool. I'm going to read the trivia first. When Jackson and Ramona are getting ready for school in their pioneer clothes, they ask, why is the school making us dress up like pioneers? Kimmy responds, because it's Pioneer Day. In jest, although intended to be ridiculous, Pioneer Day is a big state holiday in the state of Utah, however, is observed on July 24th, not during a traditional school year. I did not know that. Interesting. All right, we do have a user review of course by the Ever Faithful Power Man Dan giving this a, f- a 5 out of 10 and titling it On and Off Streak. This review was published June, June 22nd, 2019. After a good episode, we get a dud. I guess I can expect good and bad episodes to happen after the other Tommy gets interviewed for preschool. Okay, so it's not a daycare. It's preschool. Gotcha. DJ's pressure is on. The following get in the way of it all. School-loving Max is ill and must stay home. Bribing Aunt Stephanie doesn't work, but he must find some way to escape and deliver his report. Jackson and Ramona must relinquish all electronic items for Pioneer Day. Without the time or Google Maps, the teens get lost and a cop brings them home after they panhandle some money. The charm from the show itself and a few giggles make this 5 stars out of 10 material. And usually when it comes to Full House, or I, mean, not full, I mean Fuller House, a lot of these episodes, I'll have watched them once and then I'll watch them again to review on the podcast. So it's been about three years since I've seen this episode, so this will be fun to go through. As are all the episodes, you know, Fuller House and Full House alike. I love going into the episodes and I love learning things that I probably wouldn't think about if I were just watching, watching you know, a casual viewing. Okay, so of course, before I officially get into the podcast, I'd like to let you, Tanner Newbies, if you're just jumping onto on the podcast for the first time, welcome, welcome. I we'll let you know where you can find the podcast on social media. You can find it on Facebook. Just type in Full House or Full House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chulupas Podcast will pop up. And on Instagram, omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail. I'm giving you the email. omhcfhfhpodcast on Instagram. The email address, if you'd like to send an email and share your memories of Full House, your opinions on, on episodes I've done in the past or plan to do coming up, I would love to get your opinions, your feedback, and what you think. So, you can send an email to omhcfhfhpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, ways to listen. You can listen on SoundCloud. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and, of course, Podbean. If you've been listening for a while, um, one of the things... I, you know, I don't do Patreon. The only support I ask is if you have a moment in your day for like a minute, jump on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a review. All five-star reviews really help the podcast get noticed by other Full House fans like yourselves. With the holidays coming up, if you want to use emojis in your reviews, you're more than welcome to. You can use a snowman, a reindeer... Santa Claus, a snowflake whatever tickles your fancy. Also for the Tanner Newbies, I don't do episode by episode, season by season there are other podcasts, Full House Podcasts out there that do do that. I chose to go in a different direction and do a series of four episodes once a month based on either a character based on a theme, like one time I did one based on summer-themed episodes. I also did Jesse and Becky, a love story arc, back in January and February of 2020. Right now I'm focusing on Jesse and Becky as new parents, so I'm covering four episodes for that series. I also have done holiday-themed episodes for Christmas, Thanksgiving, a couple for Halloween, Halloween. Coming up in February, I'm going to be covering Tanner Girls in Love, which are episodes focusing on each of the girls. Baby Love with Michelle and Howie. Lovers and Other Tanners. Or Tanners. <laughs> um, with DJ and Steve. Stephanie plays the field with Stephanie joining the baseball team that Danny coaches. And she meets her classmate, Brett who she wants to be her boyfriend, of course, and there's a whole thing there. And, of course, the Season 8 Valentine's Day episode, Dateless in San Francisco. So that's coming up in February. And, of course, in March, of course, in love, sometimes couples do tend to realize they can't be together or maybe they need to break a break from each other. So I'm going to be covering... Three episodes with that, I'm going to be covering Jesse and Becky breaking up in season three with breaking up in 22 minutes or is hard to do in 22 minutes. Love on the Rocks with DJ and Steve breaking up and the perfect couple where Danny and Vicki break up. So another thing about this podcast is this is a clean podcast that you can listen to with your kids around. Kids, this is safe for you to listen to. There's no swears on here. There's no inappropriate language, which is pretty much swears and other things. I just, I like to keep this. I wanted this to be a full house, Fuller House podcast that is safe to listen to in any environment with your kids around, or or just for you to feel free to just. Play through a speaker and not have to worry about like oh here's a bad word come oh here's a bad scene coming up that's got um, inappropriateness and stuff. I I I wanted to be the alternative to those other podcasts, full house podcasts. So, all right, let's jump into a Tommy tale. And of course, I am wishing Dashiell and Fox Messa, who play, they share the role of. Tommy Fuller Jr. I'm wishing them both a happy birthday. Happy birthday boys. I hope your birthday is super special this year. Alright. Time to jump into season 3 episode 13 of Fuller House Tommy Tail or A Tommy Tail. Alright. We open up the episode. We're in the kitchen and Tommy and DJ are at the kitchen table. She's got blocks with numbers and also blocks of shapes. She's also holding a green apple, trying to get Tommy to say what the color of the apple is. Tommy says green, and she says, okay, point to the square, and he points to the green square. Sorry, guys, I can't talk. And DJ is just so excited. Like, oh, you are on fire today, man. Good for you. And <laughs> Stephanie is just kind of watching this like, oh, DJ. Stephanie says, "DJ, it's not even nine. And that's your second. Woohoo! Like, calm yourself. So DJ explains that Tommy is being interviewed for the Center for Discovery which is the most prestigious preschool in the Bay Area. So I take it Boughton Hall that Jesse and Becky wanted to get Nikki and Alex into doesn't exist anymore? Did they get shut down? Did they change their name? Maybe they're now the Center for Discovery. (gasps) Maybe. Stephanie says, yeah, I know that it's the most prestigious preschool in the the Bay Area because I already have my embryos on the wait list. (laughs) Ha! Oh, my goodness. Hey, is Dan- baby Danielle going to go there? We don't know. We'll never find out. That is kind of sad. Oh, well. And Stephanie says, well, unfortunately, there are six embryos ahead of me. <laughs> okay, DJ is pulling a full Danny. Remember the episode, A Pinch for a Pinch, when Jesse pulls Michelle out of preschool because she was going to get punished or made to sit in the corner and... And Danny's like, I can't believe you did that. This is a fine establishment that she's going to. It's going to set her up for grades K through 12 into Harvard Law and eventually all the way to the Supreme Court or something to that effect. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting the best education for your kid and everything like that. And DJ is really no different than Danny here. And because she's saying, you know, one day, you know, Tommy could become a doctor or a judge. Or, oh my gosh, look what he's done there. Because Tommy's got the stack of blocks, you know, just in a stack. And she's like, oh, he could be an architect. Well, maybe. I mean, Tommy's another one. We'll never know what his future is. But then again, we won't know either for Jackson and Ramona and... Max as well. We can only assume. So, DJ is very, very, like, hey, Stephanie, you're eating toast. You need to watch the crumbs, okay? Because this school takes a very close look at the child's family. And DJ points out that everything needs to be perfect for today. (laughs) DJ suggests that Stephanie stay in the basement. While the interviewer is there. Oh, come on. Stephanie's not the one you need to worry about. I think it's going to be Kimmy and Fernando that you might want to have them stay upstairs. Actually, wait a minute. At this point, isn't Fernando living in Kimmy's old house next door?
3: Okay, Tommy, you've got this. What color is the apple? Green. Green. woo okay. <laughs> And point to the square. Green. Mm-hmm. <gasps> You're on fire, woohoo. Deja, it's not even nine. And that's your second, woohoo. Yeah, I'm cutting you off. Today is a huge day. Tommy's being interviewed for the Center for Discovery, only the most prestigious preschool in the Bay Area. I know I already have my embryos on the wait list. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are six embryos ahead of me. <laughs> I'm serious. This school is the first step to the Ivy leagues. I mean, then maybe someday he'll become a doctor or, or a judge or... Oh, look what he's done there. He could be an architect. <laughs> Woo, don't. <laughs> hey, 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 watch the crumbs, watch the crumbs. Okay, this school takes a very close look at the child's family, so I need everything to be perfect. So, could
2: you stay in the basement?
3: <laughs>
1: no.
2: So Max comes down in his sweater vest and his creased khaki pants and he's got his briefcase. He addresses DJ Stephanie and Baby Tommy as plebeians which apparently could because he's doing a oral report on ancient Rome. Oh, and of course because he calls them plebeians, Stephanie looks at Max and Max is like, "Oh, that's what the Romans called the lower class." <laughs> Do you just call your aunt Stephanie lower class? Oh, Max. So it looks definitely in this scene I just noticed like Tommy who's probably about 2-3 years old at this point is kind of smiling and You know bouncing in his seat He's sitting in a chair He's not in a high chair anymore I'm just thinking that clearly There's someone just off Out of camera view Across from Tommy that is Probably making faces Making him laugh or keeping him content And keeping him sitting in that chair While Max and Stephanie Are In this scene here Yes, he says, I'm giving my oral report today on the ancient Roman Empire. And right away he starts sneezing, like two in a row. And, oh, that's going to stink. Because we know where this is headed, clearly. I love this joke. Stephanie says, bless you, Julius Sneezer. Oh, that was a cute one. Who wrote that joke? That was cute. Of course, Stephanie laughs at her own joke. And DJ just gives her a look like, uh. (laughs) Like, Stephanie said, oh, come on, that was funny. It was kind of cute. It was cute, funny. Stop with the basement, Deej. She's like, you know where it would be funnier? Down in the basement. You wanted to, oh my gosh, I just got this flashback. Remember Super Bowl Fun Day, that episode from season 8? Where DJ was having that, um college scholarship lady over on a sunday and just saying cuz Joey was wanting to watch the super bowl and she keep, DJ keeps coming in like either to the living room like you got to get out the super bowl uh, uh the scholarship lady's going to be here soon you can't be in the living room and then she chases them out of the living room into the kitchen and then from the ki- like It's like they can't even be in the house when this... And no one's coming over on Sunday to offer you a scholarship or not offer you a scholarship. That's that's just how this makes me feel when she's, like, banishing Steph to the basement. So Max is sitting at the kitchen island using his arm to cover his cough. And DJ... Tells me like, buddy, you don't sound very good. I'm gonna take your temperature, and of course, it's the nice, you know, the temperature kind that you just you stick just by the ear, and it gives the temperature off. I'm like back in the day when we had to have a thermometer in our mouth to be able to read our temperature. Oh my goodness! I actually have one of those temperature ones that you like rest on the forehead, and it has like a color system based on what the temperature is like if it's high it's going to be like orange or something or if it's like normal it's going to be yellow and if it's extremely high it's going to be red which I can't remember the last time I used it because I really I don't get fevers I don't really get sick very often that's probably because I don't go anywhere (laughs) Plus I'm getting groceries one day a week and Max was like oh no you don't need to do that I feel peachy and you can kind of tell, like, buddy, you do sound a smidge congested. So his temperature is 102. Which, if you're feeling feverish, I mean, it depends on the person. But it seems like when people are feeling feverish, they're kind of, like, maybe a little cranky. I, I don't oh, Gosh, I remember this one time when I had a fever. I, like, worked, like three days straight with a fever without even... Finally, I'm like, I gotta go to the doctor. And, like, you have a fever of, like, a hundred and something or other. I just remember, like, that feverish feeling, like, that almost feels like you're kind of in a daze, like, like, an out-of-body experience. Like, you're just like, I don't know where I am or what I'm doing. But I managed to work through it. That was when I worked, um, in the back at Goodwill. I was just... yeah. So, I wasn't really with the book. Anyway, anyway, moving on. <laughs> I just remember just feeling like so out of it. Like, but I need the money. I gotta work. <laughs> she tells him, Max, you're taking a Roman holiday to bed. And he's like, well, I guess you're right. He hops down off the kitchen chair. And he takes his briefcase and starts running back through the back way from the kitchen to the living room you know through the laundry area like oh we got a runner As stephanie runs after him and we don't see her throw him over her shoulder he's like oh i can't wait till i'm heavier like or why i weigh more and you can't do this of course before he makes a run for it he's like no no i can't miss school i love school and stephanie Said no kid ever. Well, maybe there are those out there that enjoy school. Max is one of those kids. There's nothing wrong with liking school. I mean, it's fun when you're in elementary school, but once you get to, like, junior high and high school, you're like, you gotta, like, fairly drag yourself out of bed. (sighs) So, DJ's like, Hey, Steph, would you mind taking Max upstairs to bed? And Stephanie's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. Someone has banished me to the basement. And DJ says, oh, I was just kidding. Were you? No, you weren't. (laughs) So, yeah, when he hops off the chair, he's like, you're right. His head's down. Like, I should just... Go to bed and get some rest. As soon as he gets around the other side of the kitchen island, boop! He is like a lightning flash, boom! He's like, oh, we got a runner! Stephanie grabs him and throws him over her shoulder and heads upstairs.
1: <laughs> Morning, plebeians. That's what the Romans called the lower class. Ouch. I'm giving my oral report today on the ancient Roman Empire. Hey,
0: oh boy. Hi.
4: Bless you, Julius Sneezer. <laughs>
1: oh,
3: come on, that was funny. You know where it would be funnier? <laughs> In the basement.
2: Oh, come on, DJ.
3: <coughs> Max, you don't sound very good. I'm going to take your temperature. No, you don't need to do that. I feel peachy.
2: You sound congested, kiddo. Mm,
3: a peachy 100.2. You're taking a Roman holiday back to bed? No! No, I can't miss school! I love school! Said no kid ever. Exactly. (laughs) To bed. Steph, would you mind taking care of Max, please? Oh, I'm sorry. Someone has banished me to the basement. (laughs) I was kidding! All right. Come
4: on, Max. Let's go.
1: You're right. I should go to my room
2: and get some rest. It's not like you can't do the report. Stop, we got a runner. Yep, you better get him. I'm not a sack of potatoes.
1: <laughs> I can't wait until I'm heavier.
2: <laughs> okay, here we go now with Kimmy. This is going to be plot B, or plot two. With Kimmy and Jackson. and Jackson and Ramona are dressed like Pioneer Days maybe Little House on the Prairie days. So, of course, Ramona is saying how embarrassing. He's wearing that bonnet wrong, by the way. She needs to phone up on her Little House. Ramona, start watching Little House on the Prairie to learn how to properly wear a bonnet. And Jackson looks like... (sighs) I mean, he's wearing a coonskin cap, kind of. And, but he's wearing, like, a solid blue button-up shirt with a black vest over it. And it just kind of gives me a semi-amorous vibe, kind of, sort of. And he's like, why does our school make us dress up like pioneers? And Kimmy tells him, because it's Pioneer Day, duh. I <laughs> he rolls her eyes at me. I'm like, duh. <laughs> like, I don't even go to... School night, I know this. I like how Kimmy's definitely keeping up on what the kids are doing in school because she tells them, oh, also your teacher told me you are not allowed to use any modern technology, so give me your phones. It's just for the school day, though. Did Jackson really say this? What are we supposed to do? Mind you, he says, in class without our phones. How are you... Now, this is coming from somebody who went to school in, the, you know, I was in high school in from 97 to 2001. We didn't have cell phones, nothing like it was today. I recall beepers. I mean, if there were phones, they might have been those little flip phone, phone thingies, but they got, like, garbage reception, um... But, <laughs> and I surely never had one. I didn't have a cell phone until I was twenty, and that's because I bought my own. gosh, I still remember when there were certain times with cell phones like you couldn't have like where didn't cost you like you have to wait till like nine o'clock. Or 7 o'clock to be able to have your anytime minutes. Oh, it's Jackson that says, what are we supposed to do in class without our phones? Pay attention. Like, uh, yeah. All right. They have more than just phones that they're putting in that basket. Ramona has a tablet and her phone. Well, granted, I don't know. Kids, they use tablets in school now, right? I don't know. And when I say school, I mean pre-2020 like what they were doing in 2019 what did Jackson just put in there is that like a headphone set like those big what are they called like Beats by Dre or something Those big old chunky headphones Ramona's complaint is how are people supposed to know how fabulous my life is if I don't constantly remind them with pictures and videos oh children of today Kimmy asks, is this all of it? And Ramona just smiles and says, sure is. Uh, no, you need to check her. I think she's got one other item of contraband electronics on her. Oh, I see why she's wearing it incorrectly. She's got something hidden under that bonnet. What is that? Like a DS? It looks like one of those Nintendo DS type things. that's apparently what she had under her bonnet. DJ comes around the kitchen island and says, You too, Davy Crockett. As she pulls Jackson's coonskin cap from its head and it makes a crunchy sound. I'm like, what is that crunchy sound? It's a small snack bag of Doritos. You know, the kind that used to cost 25 cents but now costs like 50 cents? Yeah. How is that contraband? It's snack food. It's a snack. Oh, I love this. As DJ says, I don't think Pioneer kids were eating Doritos. Yeah, and they definitely weren't chugging Mountain Dew either. These boys. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but these kids need a dose of Little House on the Prairie. And with they an E is another good one, but definitely Little House, a hundred percent. Hello, Jackson. He says, "How do you know you weren't there?" <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, or maybe you were. <laughs> it's so funny how, how much taller he is than her now. Those are some really good pictures on that stainless steel refrigerator. They're very colorful. One is a turtle. One is a orange cat. And one is a house with a black roof and brown siding. And I don't know what those black does the house have a thought bubble is it um swarms of bees I can't tell oh my gosh look at those magnets there's like a sunflower one and there's a hot dog shaped magnet oh those are so cool I like looking at the different props they have in this house it is so cool and it's so colorful the walls like yellow wall like canary-ish mustardish yellow It it's i love it and kimmy says come on you kids can go your go six hours hour bleh, eh. you kids can go six hours without your precious social media wow um <laughs> i feel bad for saying this because i'm a 38 year old adult but i don't I, and i feel bad because i didn't grow up with this stuff but as a 38-year-old adult, I don't think I could go six hours without social... Well, social... Just, you know, the internet. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. It's just... You get so accustomed to it over the years that it's like... Or like, even when there's no internet and you're like, What the heck? I'm on to check my Facebook. I gotta see the <laughs> Or my Instagram. Or my... You know... I rarely go on Twitter. It's mainly just for, uh, you know, podcast stuff. But, um... Or even Instagram. I don't even have my own personal Instagram anymore. It's all, you know, for my podcast shows. The other thing I actually have personal would be my Facebook page. But then I have my 11, you know, podcast page pages too. Because I just made one for my new Boy Meets World podcast coming out in January called The World According to Corey, which I know (laughs) I'm throwing this in here right now, but you can listen to it on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast or the Punky Power podcast. So that's just going to be an episode a month to start out. But yeah, throwing that out there. Speaking of Boy Meets World real quick, and I'll get back to Fuller House. I was looking up on Spotify. There are 16 boy meets world podcasts out there and maybe there's a few of them that aren't really doing anything anymore but oh my goodness that is a lot there aren't even there aren't even 10 full house podcasts out there there's like maybe five or six i love this can't we hear this cat meow on the on the phone and kimmy's like omg look at this a cat flushing a toilet Of course, Ramona runs over to look at the cat flushing the toilet video, and Kimmy immediately, like, puts the phone to her chest, like, no, 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 electronics for you today. And on the back of the phone, we do see a Gibbler-style party planning sticker. Oh, I love the lines of the show, especially Kimmy's. as she says, there were no toilet flushing kitties on the frontier. Well, we don't know. There might have been. And she tells Ramona, it's like, one day without your phone isn't going to kill you. It seems like Ramona seems to be having a harder time with this than Jackson is. And Ramona is like, oh, really? Well, I'd like to see you unplug for the day. And Kimmy's like, okay, well, my work schedule's clear, so challenge accepted. And Ramona tells DJ, don't let her cheat. And DJ says, oh, don't worry, everything's getting locked in this drawer. Oh, god, that is gonna be a problem! I mean, even though, I mean, there are people out there that do have a no electronics day. But, you know, as much as phones can be for entertainment, there are they're very useful when someone needs to get a hold of you, or you need to get a hold of someone else in an emergency I mean emergencies don't happen all the time but in the case of there being one you want to make yourself available or yeah so DJ says hand over your cell Kimmy and Ramona adds and your work cell two separate phones one for mm, okay Jackson adds your iPad your iPad many mini- good <laughs> dang Kimmy <laughs> How many electronics you got? Two phones, an iPad, and an iPad mini? How much I want to bet there's something else she's got, too. A pager. Oh, God. And her life alert? I don't think... Why did she have one? Oh, this is such a callback. But Kimmy says, fine, but if I fall and can't get up, you'll be hearing from my attorney. <laughs> this just... I mean, the seriousness of the life alert... You know, um, things. I just, but the commercials were just so badly acted that it was just, it was hard to take seriously. They'd have like a guy in a woman's wig and bathrobe and going down the stairs. It's like, come on, you want us to take this seriously? It's a life alert, um, necklace, whatever you want to call it then make it look serious. If you make it something for someone to go... But then again, all the 90s commercials, even the 80s commercials were... When they tried to be serious, these came off as corny. It's like, you're selling a serious, important product. I mean, if the commercial isn't going to take itself seriously, then how are the con- the customers going to take it seriously? Has anyone seen those star belly stuffed animal thing commercials? I always see those and then I go into a Walmart and they're selling them in the store and whenever I see the infomercial like no one's buying that off the TV, they're going to the store to get it. Probably because the people feel well, if we can't sell them over the phone, let's just send them to Walmart. Y'all, you know, those seen on TV type things. There's another thing that's like a sleeping bag stuffed animal, where the sleeping bag is made out of a stuffed animal. Which I had actually um, looked on Google. Like I want to see the people's reviews for these products. A lot of them are like doesn't zip up all the way, or the zipper's stuck in the fabric, or even going back to those star belly things, I'm just like seeing the commercial and this stuffed animal's belly is just shooting this light out at this bedroom ceiling, I'm like, who's, who's going to sleep with that bright light? But I don't think that light's as bright as what the commercial is showing. But anyway, all right, let's get back to this episode here.
4: Oh, you look so cute.
2: <laughs> i a video of this.
4: This is so embarrassing.
5: Why does our school make us dress up like pioneers?
4: Because it's pioneer day, duh. <laughs> and your teacher says you're not allowed to use any modern technology the entire school day. So, hand them all over.
2: What are we supposed to do in class without our phones? Pay attention. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
4: And how are people supposed to know how fabulous my life is if I don't constantly remind them with pictures and videos? Is this all of it? Sure is. Yeah, right. Let me see that bonnet.
2: Yeah. No wonder she's wearing it incorrectly. Mm hmm. Yes.
4: That's weird. How so, did that get there? Looks like a.
2: You
5: DS. too, Davy Crockett.
3: <laughs> I don't think pioneer kids were eating Doritos.
2: How do you know? You weren't there?
5: Or maybe you were.
4: <laughs> Come on, you kids can go six hours without your precious social media. <laughs> OMG, look at this cat flushing a toilet. Ah, ah, ah. There were no toilet-flushing kitties on the frontier. (laughs) (laughs) One day without your phone isn't gonna kill you. Oh, really? Well, I'd like to see you unplug for the day. (laughs) You know what? My work schedule's clear, so challenge accepted. DJ, don't let her cheat. Oh, don't worry, everything's getting
3: locked in this drawer. Hand over your cell. And your work cell.
2: Your iPad. Your
3: iPad mini. Jeez, Kimmy, how many devices you got? Your pager.
2: <laughs> so 90. And your life alert. Oh, uh, um, I don't know. Life alert is pretty important. You might want to hold on to that. Fine. But if I fall and can't get up, you'll all be hearing from my attorney. <laughs> Kimmy. All right. So we are in the living room. DJ is dressed up Tommy in this adorable pale pink button-up with a light blue vest. And, oh, he looks so cute! I think he's even got a little clip-on tie. And she's got an array of different educational toys on the coffee table. Probably just like, look how smart my baby is! He's so smart! Don't you want him in your prestigious preschool? Oh, but you guys got to listen to this. (laughs) This, of course. (laughs) Let me just explain what happened. So she's kind of like patting Tommy's face. And like, you know you know, making it you know, getting his hair straight. Like, oh, how could they say no to this face? And I'm gonna play the dialogue. I'll turn up just a smudge, but listen to either Dashiell or Fox. He's touching the side of his face, like, Don't touch my face. <laughs> That's tell me the character. That is Dashiell or Fox mess it saying, Don't touch my face <laughs> And he's saying it so seriously, like, Don't touch my face <laughs> I mean, because he's like, what, three? They're they're three, right? Two and a half, three years old? Oh, you look so cute. How could they say no to this face?
1: (laughs) Um,
3: Not only are you adorable, but you are also very smart.
1: Oh, she
3: people can glasses on cats.
1: You look kind of like Drew
3: Carey. Yeah, maybe I'm pushing it a bit. You are. I'm bepling.
1: Oh.
3: <laughs> Tommy, it's showtime. Oh. Smile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are number
2: one. Number one. Number one. <laughs> she, de- she put did you guys hear that? I turned up the volu- volume. Did you hear that when he's like, "Don't touch my face"? <laughs> that is not a character thing. That is one of the boys. Like, like, don't do that. <laughs> so she's telling him how, oh, you're number one. Oh, here, you're gonna be so smart. Let me put these glasses on you. First thing I thought of when she put the glasses on, Drew Carey, hosting Price is Right. Um, another thing. <laughs> I'm not a fan of, like, oh, let's put a gla- glasses on this dog, or put glasses on this cat, or put glasses on this llama. Like, I don't, it just looks weird. Like, dogs don't need glasses. Cats don't need glasses either, right, Quinn? I don't know where she is. <laughs> She's probably taking a nap somewhere. But DJ, of course, before she opens the doors, like, putting her fingers in her cheeks, like, remember to smile, and Tommy's like, and he even says, I'm a big boy. Which, more likely, that was probably the... Someone saying the line for him and him saying it. Just like him putting his fingers in his little dimples and smiling and all. And DJ's like, you're number one in holding up her finger. And he's like, yay! <laughs> number one, number one! <laughs> this lady, the school examiner, wow, does she... Her jacket, it's got like, a, do you ever remember in kindergarten sometimes the teacher would wear like a denim dress that would have like an apple or ABC kind of running along the collar? I remember my teacher when I was kindergarten or first grade wore one of those denim teachery type dresses and had, like, a little, like, an apple or a ruler or ABC kind of running along the the collar part of the the denim dress. It just seems to me, that's what, whenever I think denim dress, I think teacher. A hundred percent. And this lady here is no different. Her, I'm guessing it's like a button-down sweater jacket, has school... Uh, supplies like a uh, pair of scissors a ruler um, I can't really see it she's too too close up but maybe when she gets closer I can kind of make out some of the uh, the other objects on her sweater jacket so immediately when DJ opens the door this lady is all smiles she's like hello friend my name is Miss Emily from the center of D- for discovery <laughs> lady you're a pod person I don't know, those people, like, really that are, like, cheery to the point of, like, either they're trying too hard, or she just gives off that, eh, you're being friendly in a creepy way, I don't like it, tone it down, please, be normal (laughs) Okay, Deej, calm it, calm down, she's like, hello friend, my name is Miss DJ, stop with the Miss DJ, that is only what teachers do for young students when I was a student learning to ride the bus and stuff, because, you know, as kids we couldn't memorize, you know, 95A or whatever the school bus was, they put, like, a colored picture of, like, a cat or a bird or a butterfly or a flower or whatever. That way we could tell which bus was ours. And and it's almost like DJ's trying to match this woman's enthusiasm. Like, hi, I'm Miss DJ from the center of my living room
1: like
2: uh. this 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 lady just uh, she makes me know okay um we get a close-up more of her very interesting sweater like I said I definitely can see the scissors there's a picture of a cup with pencils there's I think that could be a school bus or a trolley Or a city bus. I'm not sure. There's an apple. Oh, the school bus is on the other side. The other one's got to be like a, maybe a, not a fire truck. I can't tell. Then there's ABC along where the buttons are on the side of the, it's, um, it's a button down sweater. It's really pretty and I like that it's a kid friendly sweater just. It's a very educational sweater And (laughs) This uh, Lady Miss Emily here Gives DJ A gold star Does anyone remember That whether they came out in the 80's Or 90's I remember them from the 90's Those scratch and sniff stickers Those were Or the puffy stickers Those were cool too so, Miss Emily goes over and says, Oh, hi, friend. What's your name? And DJ, of course, answers, like, Oh, this is Tommy. Say hi, Tommy. And Tommy's like, Hi. So, DJ offers Miss Emily... So, she offers Miss Emily a lemon square, which I 100% I love lemon squares or a lemon bar. They're so good. And Miss Emily, of course declines, she says, but just relax, just, you know, act like, you know, I'm your friend, and nothing as the actress, it's just her smile just makes me nervous, just, it's got one of those, like, too polished type look, like, not a Stepford wife, but, let's, So, plus this actress, um, her name is Stephanie Drummond. Drummond is funny because I'll be covering uh, the Different Strokes podcast in January. Anyway, oh, she was in Mean Girls in 2004. She played Bethany Bird. Okay, don't know her. And she was in some other stuff, nothing else. Little Mosque on the Prairie. What in the world is this? I have no idea. Hopefully, a weird take on Little House. Um. Ariana Grande, thank you next. Bethany Bird. Hmm. So, looks like, yeah, she's been doing stuff. Good for her, good for her. And Miss Emily's like, yeah, just treat me like a friend. You know, a friend that comes in and judges you and your child. Like, uh, I don't like that. I don't like that. She's got kind of an overly cheery, kind of bordering on creepy-ish smile that makes me really apprehensive. And DJ laughs it off saying, Oh, it sounds like all my friends at mommy and me. This lady is bordering on irritation. She's like, cute again. Oh, here's another gold star. I don't like how she's talking to DJ, like, talking down to her. I mean, she probably, this woman probably deals with children on a regular basis, so she doesn't know how to get out of that childlike mode and flip into adult mode. It's like, if I were DJ, I'm like, you can drop the act. I am an adult. Please talk to me like one. I mean, uh, if I were DJ, I would not be, I don't care how great that school is, but I would not be sending my kid there. I'm, that way just makes me nervous So Miss Emily sits on the couch Across from Tommy And asks Tommy Can you point to your head And of course Tommy starts shaking his head DJ you can't help him Cause she's patting her head Oh my goodness and Miss Emily's like, alright, how about your nose? And he points to his mouth. And we see DJ trying to point to her nose. Like, DJ, you need to go into the kitchen then. Because you, you, this interview is not for you. It's for Tommy. <laughs> and Miss Emily looks at DJ. Almost like she can see, you know, eyes in the back of her head. And DJ's like, oh, shoe fly, shoe! Look, he's pointing to his nose. No, he has his finger up his nose. That's not pointing. That's digging.
5: Hello, friend, my name is Miss Emily from the Center for
3: Discovery. Hello, friend, my name is Miss DJ from the center of my living room. <laughs> That's cute.
5: Have a gold star.
3: Oh, and what is your name, friends? Oh, this is Tommy. Tommy, say hi. Hi. Nailed it Uh, Would you like a homemade lemon square?
5: Oh, no thank you And please relax Just treat me like a friend A friend who comes into your home And judges you and your child
2: This is overly creepy
3: Sounds like all my friends at Mommy and Me (laughs) Cute again Another gold star
2: Stop
5: talking down to her like she's a kid So, let's get started Tommy, can you point to your head? How about your nose?
1: Oh,
3: shoo, fly, shoo! Oh, look, he's pointing to his nose.
1: Yeah, no, he's doing the No,
3: wait, he's, he's picking it. Yeah.
2: Stephanie brings up... Actually, it's kind of interesting. We kind of have three plots going here. We got Tommy and the preschool interview. We got Jackson and Ramona with the Pioneer Days. Which, I guess, that could be plot three, because that was introduced after Max and his cold and his wanting to go to school to deliver his Roman report. Or... uh, Report on Ancient Rome. And when Stephanie brings in that orange juice, I immediately had a flashback. Do you want to know what Full House episode? Can you guess? Think back because it's in one of the earlier seasons. Season 1, A Pox in the House. Remember when Stephanie got chicken pox, DJ brought in some juice, and then she brought in an entire tray of juice, and she... And Stephanie of course wanted to go to school because they were gonna have a real ballerina come to school. Because at that time in season one that was her dream. She wanted to be a ballerina. And I immediately got that flashback when I was wa- when I you know seeing the scene. Like that's what that reminds me of. I would love if Stephanie were to bring that up. So, of course, Max is not in his badge. She's like, Max, he's hiding behind the door in his PJs. He starts to go out the door. Stephanie whirls around. like, ah, not on my watch. Get back here, buster. So, Max insists that he is fine and then immediately sneezes right after. He says, I need to go give my report. He says, without me there, Taylor's going to steal the show with this King Tut garbage. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah, he and Taylor aren't friends. They're more like, I mean, would you even call them frenemies? It seems like they're in competition with each other. And Stephanie is like, no, that doesn't matter. You're still not going. And Max is like, he's gonna pop out of a real sarcophagus! and walk like an egyptian he's doing the bangles walk like an egyptian <laughs> oh here's a, the, another throwback for me remember when uh, joe in the episode joey gets tough where the girls want to stay up and watch tiffany live from tokyo and they're doing kind of like e- egyptian like <laughs> kind of dancing to i think we're alone now <laughs> that's another thing that made me think of so she's like all right come on buddy back to bed and she tells Max, like, hey, you have a legitimate excuse to laze around in bed all day. And bet she's like, I would be so thrilled if I could do that. Yeah, she says, I am so jealous. I mean, you get to laze around in bed all day without someone asking why you're not so productive. Or without being asked to be productive. Oh, I love Max. He's like, okay, let's just get this out in the open here. As he puts a hand behind his head. <laughs> like, okay, let's, yeah. Oh, come on, Max, are you really gonna, are you gonna really do this? He's like, you've got a rep on here for being the cool aunt. I, I gotta be, first off, I gotta say, I love Stephanie and Max's relationship. It just, it reminds me so much I of, of Jesse and Stephanie, in a way, kind of. I mean, I'm not gonna say, like, Jesse and Michelle, but, um, I, I like their, and they're, they're, they're real with each other and everything. It's like, it's like, oh, buddy, are you going to really play the you're supposed to be the cool ant card? Uh-huh. Come on. But she also has, has to be a responsible adult once in a while. And he just looks at her is like, if I'm being honest, I don't see it. <laughs> oh! Oh! Little man! And Stephanie's like, are you kidding me? I'm so cool that my license plate would read cool ant one. Oh, she has. If I owned a car, she doesn't own a car. Oh, okay. Oh, she has. But I'm too cool for that. Oh, uh, I. I love the writing on the show. I love the jokes. I just. I love. It's like Max is kind of a a little Stephanie in a way. I mean, if you look at the kids. I mean, Jackson is nothing like DJ was at all. I mean, it's almost like Max is kind of like a DJ Stephanie put together. At least that's what I kind of think. And we didn't get to see Tommy develop enough to see if he was going to be... No, no, none of those kids would be like Michelle. None of them, because the way that... They run that house. It's like, no, those kids are not getting away with nothing. You got... DJ and Stephanie and Kimmy really are holding those kids accountable. They really, really are. And I'm not saying that Jesse, Danny, and Joey didn't to a degree, but they really let Michelle slide on a lot of stuff. That if it were DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy dealing with Michelle as adults and she was a kid, she would not turn out that way. They would be calling her out on a lot of stuff. Oh! He even adds, and too poor. That's why you don't have a car. Oh, buddy. So, he tells her, if you're so cool, then help me break out of this joint. She looks at him and says, you know I can't do that, Max. He's like, hmm, maybe you'll change your mind for, and he reaches under his mattress. Oh, he's got some monies. He's got some monies. Oh! He's got a $20 bill! He's probably got loads of cash in that mattress. He is such a briber. It's up off the bed and says, no, no, I am not accepting a bribe. And I love how Max, like, takes the 20 and just kind of pulls it on either end, just like... Psh- about that, because he says a crisp twenty dollar bill. And for emphasis, he goes, she, "She, oh yeah, that's a crisp one, one, all right." And he's like, "Here, go hold, it. go ahead, hold it." <laughs> this kid is too much for words. I'm telling you, she starts to reach for him. She's like, no, no, he has to slap her hand. She's like, "Put that money away, quickly." <laughs> okay. Oh, what's his angle here? Cause he asks her to read him a story and gives the the, 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 the lip, the lip. <sighs> um, what is he thinking? She's gonna fall asleep and he's gonna zip out the door. Yeah, right. So she's like, all right, sure. I feel like, are you up to a little Captain Underpants? And Max just looks at her like, please. I read those before I could read. Yeah, I've not read Captain Underpants But is it really any different than Diary of a Wimpy Kid Where it's just pictures and maybe three lines of words per page I mean, I read Diary of a Wimpy Kid's newest book In a day Because And the thing is, I normally would get them from the library But being with all the libraries closed this year I'm like, you know, I was walking through trying to look like, yeah, I'll buy it, I'll buy it And then, you know, maybe I'll just, um I don't know. Give it away to somebody if someone wants it. (laughs) I just I love this kid's attitude. He's like Captain Underpants, really. I could read those before I could read. Try again, cool Aunt Stephanie. (laughs) I learned to read with those um fun with Dick and Jane books. Granted, they are probably back from when my dad was growing up, but it still helped. Yo, little scamp! He says, there's a U.S. news and finance report I left in the bathroom downstairs. They have a bathroom downstairs? Where? Like in the downstairs, downstairs? Like basement where Stephanie sleeps downstairs? That downstairs? Because I know... They have one bathroom on the second floor. I swore Danny's bedroom still must, even though it's DJ's now, must still have a bathroom there, and there should still possibly be one upstairs in Jesse and Becky's old place. So maybe he's—I don't know what bathroom he's referring to, Stephanie, because she's like, okay, yeah, it's like he's trying to get you to go out of the room so he can leave. Come on. So she's like, all right, I will be right back. And then she turns around quickly and says, oh, do us both a favor and hide that roll of 20 somewhere different. As soon as Stephanie is out the door and down the hall, he jumps out of bed. He's like, it is just too easy. Oh, Max with that conniving look on his face, that little evil grin. But honestly, I cannot say enough about their relationship. They are, ah, oh, they're the awesome aunt nephew duo. Okay, Max, have your juice. Max? <laughs>
3: ah, 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 ah. Freeze it. Not on my watch. I'm
1: fine. I need to go get my report. Without me there, Taylor's gonna steal the show with this King Tut garbage. He's gonna pop out of a real sarcophagus. And walk Like an Egyptian.
4: (laughs) Come on, you. Back to bed. Well, look,
3: you have a legitimate excuse to laze around in bed all day without anyone asking why you're not being productive. I am so jealous. (laughs) Okay,
1: let's just get this out in the open.
3: You've got a rep around here for being
1: the... ...cool (laughs) ant. But if I'm being honest, I don't see it. <laughs> Are you kidding me?
3: I, I, I'm so cool that my license plate would read Cool at One. If I owned a car. But I'm too cool for that.
4: And too poor. <laughs> oh, man. If you're so
3: cool, then help me break out of this joint. You know I can't do that, Max.
1: Huh. Maybe you'll change your mind for
4: a crisp. Twenty dollar bill. No, no, I am not accepting a bribe.
5: (laughs) But boy is that crisp.
1: Go ahead. Hold
5: it.
3: No, no. Put
4: that money away, quickly.
1: Will at least read me a story?
4: Sure. you like a little Captain Underpants?
3: Please. (laughs) I read those before I could read.
1: There's a U.S. News and Finance report I left in the bathroom downstairs.
4: Okay. Well, I will be right back. I... And do us both a favor. I bet Roll of 20 somewhere different. (laughs)
2: It's just too easy. Hey, look, we're on to plot three with Jackson and Ramona in their pioneer outfits. (laughs) We see a bus pass. Of course, Netflix has to plug itself because on the back of the bus, there is a sign that says Netflix on it. What are they doing at a bus stop? I thought they were headed to school. And Ramon is blaming Jackson because apparently, since he didn't know what time it was, they missed their bus. How does, I mean, you can look at a clock in your house. I'm sure you still have clocks there. You should have an idea of when your bus is going to arrive. He tells her, well, I didn't have my phone. And you're the one that got us on the city bus going in the wrong direction, going the wrong way. And she tells him, I didn't have my Google Maps. Oh, my goodness. See, so just shows that some kids, it's just so reliant on technology. But then again, usually if I need to get somewhere, I will look at Google Maps. I mean, so many household appliances have uh, clocks in them. You know, an oven, a microwave. I'm sure they have a wall clock somewhere in that house. So there's no excuse for missing school. Ramona tells Jackson, well, we probably should call our moms. And Jackson's like, with what? And Ramona points, with what the Pioneer u- pioneers used with that. And she points to a payphone that doesn't have anything attached to as far as a phone cord. My guess is it's basically a relic. It's just there. It's like, hey, remember when we had payphones back in the day? Yeah, when I got to junior high, they had payphones. I remember even calling Collect a couple times when I almost told don't don't do that anymore. Oh, Jackson and Ramona go over to the payphone and Jackson is just in awe. Like, wow, I saw one of these in a movie. Wow, that makes me feel old. (laughs) It really does. He tells Ramona, it's like a vending machine. You put money into it but instead of a Snickers, a phone call comes out. So she's got 50 cents she puts in. She picks up the phone and's like, hey, I think it's cordless. No, I think it's just, uh, it's there for relic or vintage purposes of, hey, we used to have these. Now we don't. And of course she can't remember her mom's number. And Jackson's like, you idiot. It's like, yeah, well, what's your mom's number? Jackson says, uh, I know there's a four and a couple of twos. My God, seriously? You got. This is 101 like elementary school stuff. Remember back in the day that's one of the things you learned aside from your address was your home phone number? Yes. Before you had to memorize your social number, you had to know what your home phone number was and your address. Those are two of the most important things aside from your social number which you'll need down the road that they teach kids is what's your number there's even a, an episode of full house where michelle could recite her, her phone number 555-2424 yeah, yeah uh, there's like a couple there's a four and a couple of twos but i don't know what order they're in oh my gosh teens please tell me out there you know what your parents phone numbers are please but then again, I don't know what my husband's new phone number is. Cause I, that's the thing. We're so reliant on stuff just being there, like phone numbers and names, like, okay, that we don't see, that we have to know a number. Like, there have been times when I've been working, I'd, like, forget my phone at home. So I'd have to use the work phone at one of the stations and. Luckily, I knew what my husband's phone number was so I could call him and have him bring me my phone. That happened more than once on one occasion. And I'm still embarrassed by that. (laughs) So, Ramon's like, alright, fine. Let's just take the next bus back and we'll start all over. So, she's out 50 cents. If they knew about, uh, you know... Payphones, I think if you hit that, uh, one thing, it'll release the 50 cents. What else is gonna go past that and like, hey, check for change, see if anyone's used this old relic of a payphone, thinking it works when it doesn't. So Jackson says, I don't have any money, and Ramona says, well, all mine is in my phone case. Neither of them have a what? oh, yeah, in the phone case, Yep. That's why you always have some emergency pocket money on you. But then, look at me. I don't carry cash on me either. I don't. Everywhere I go, I use a card. And she's like, tells him, like, Jackson, we're never going to make it home. We're just going to have to live off the land, like. And she looks down at her dress. Like, pioneers. So Jackson's like, hey, look, there's got to be a way for us to make money, all right? Let's just have a snack and figure this out. And he takes his coonskin cap off, and he's like, hmm, oh, that's right, the Doritos, she took them. Shoot. First of all, Jackson is holding his coonskin cap. Some guy walks by and drops some coins in there. Ah, okay. Okay. And Jackson, ever polite, Jackson is like, "Sir, sir, you left a corner in my hat." Like, uh, I think that was on purpose, guy. <laughs> Romano says that was on purpose because you look pathetic. Jackson, so embarrassed, is like, "Wow, I wasn't even trying." <laughs>
4: Jackson, you missed our school bus because you didn't know what time it was.
2: Uh, I didn't have my phone, and you were the one who got us on the city bus going the wrong way.
4: I didn't have my Google Maps. We better call our moms. With what? With what the Pioneers used. That.
1: (laughs) Whoa. I saw one of these in a movie. You put money in it like a vending machine,
5: but instead of a Snickers, a PHONE CALL COMES OUT.
4: Oh, I have 50 cents. Huh, I guess it's cordless. I can't remember my mom's number.
1: <laughs> you idiot!
4: Okay, what's your mom's number?
1: Uh, I know there's a
5: four
2: and a couple of twos, but I don't know what order they're in.
4: <laughs> um... Let's just take the next bus back and we'll start over. I don't have any money. And all mine's in my phone case. We are never going to make it home. just going to have to live off the land like... Pioneers.
5: There's got to be a way for us to get some money. Let's just have a snack and figure this out. Oh, man, my mom took my Doritos. Uh,
4: Sir? Sir? Uh, You you left a corner in my hat. That was on purpose. Because you look pathetic.
2: Wow. I wasn't even trying. <laughs> so, DJ comes into the kitchen. Looks like she's getting a refill on tea or something. And she informs Kimmy that Tommy is doing great. She, and DJ adds, and so am I. Miss Emily gave me two stars for being cute and one for being quiet. Why did I get the impression? I'm thinking back to when Jesse and Becky took... Toddler Nikki and Alex to Bounton Hall to be interviewed. Like if, uh, and the the principal had mentioned about having the kids evaluated to see, you know, their skills and everything. And if, let's say they've been put through something like this, and if Jesse and Becky were both there watching the kids go through, you know, these different tests... Would they have been able to? Because we know that during even the interview process, Jesse was would not shut his yap. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy just looks at her and says, Who cares? Because Kimmy's at the table. I don't know. What is she doing? She's got a mallet. And she's hitting candy? She's unwrapped a bunch of candy from some glass containers or plastic containers and it's whacking candy, like plastic wrapped or unwrapped, like peppermint candies and butterscotch ones and stuff. And I'm like, what is she doing? Does she do that when she's bored? Oh, I get it. Yeah, she says, I'm. Because DJ even comes over and says, What are you doing? And Kimmy says, I'm playing Candy Crush. <laughs> oh my god. She's making a mess, is what she's doing. And DJ's like, oh, I see. Yeah, you don't miss your phone at all. And she has a pad of post-its and she writes something on it and says, ding! And hands it to, to DJ. Like, oh, it's a text. <laughs> oh, a prehistoric text. <laughs> DJ reads it. It says, Give me my phone back or else. DJ just takes the post-it, crumples it up, tosses it on the kitchen table and says, delete. So DJ says, all right, I need to get back to Tommy. And you need to, as Kimmy stands up, takes a place, a round placemat and puts it in front of DJ's face. And DJ asks, like, what are you doing? And Kimmy says, I'm blocking you. Oh my goodness. And she starts walking behind DJ as she and then stops and turns around and says, And now I'm unfollowing you. Tommy's doing great, and so am
3: I. Miss Emily gave you two stars for being cute and one star for being quiet.
4: <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm playing Candy Crush. <laughs>
3: Oh, I see. You don't miss your phone at all. Ding. What's this? It's a prehistoric text. Give me my phone back or else. Delete. Hey, I have to get back to Tommy and you need... It.
4: What are you doing? I'm blocking you. And now I'm unfollowing you.
2: (laughs) Let's get back to the Pioneer Kids as they are putting on a performance to Froggy Winnicortin. So yeah, they're just kind of singing and people are tossing money into Jackson's Coonskin Cat Well, one person did. About like three people just walked past. One person walked past with a dog. Ramona turns to Jackson after someone drops uh, some money in. And she's like, oh, thank you, kind sir. She turns back to Jackson and says, I can't believe how easy this is. And Jackson says, yeah, who needs school? I think I found my new career. Um, no, I don't think this would be a good choice. He's like, yeah, I'll be a beggar. like, no, you won't, buddy. No, no, no. Oh, so they start to go into round two or whatever uh, round of the song is. And oh, here comes a cop. My guess is he's going to bust them for truancy and also disturbing the peace. Well, didn't I just say that Jackson did kind of look, you know, with the uh, button down blue shirt and the vest? Because the guy's like, I got some complaints about some you know, Amish kids panhandling. And I thought, yeah, I had. I had said that he did kind of resemble, you know, the Amish with the uh, blue dress shirt and the vest. And Ramona asks is that illegal? And he's like, no, they're just complaining because you're terrible. So it's like, alright, come on, let's go. And they start singing again, and the cop's like, okay, stop that awful singing, or I will take you to jail. <laughs> My God. He did ride
1: right, Are you going to He did a huh? Uh-huh you in, the in the corner corner and and by a corner. He out a sword and a pistol by his side. A hum, a hum,
5: a
4: hum. Thank you, kind sir. Have a blessed day. I can't believe how easy this is.
5: Yeah, who needs school? I think I found my new career: beggar.
3: <laughs> From the top. Hey, Fugging hey,
1: in a corner. Hey, and hey, 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 the
3: hey, hey, hey. I've got complaints about some Amish kids panhandling.
4: <laughs> is that illegal?
3: <laughs> no. They're complaining because you're terrible. (laughs) What's going on with me? Come on, skip
4: that
3: up. Okay, stop that awful singing or I will take you to jail.
2: (laughs) So yes, we do get a person of color. The police officer. That's awesome. Yeah, I was just thinking about... I know I heard that Froggy Went in Courton song and I swear I remember... I think it was in the 7 Month Inch Part 1. No, Part 2, I think. No, wait, it was Part 1. Yeah, because Jesse had been teaching DJ how to play guitar, and Danny starts doing the Froggy Winnic Courton song, and DJ's like, Dad, Dad, stop, stop. No, this is as far as I learned. And she just strums the strings. And he's like, all right, well, I guess... Froggy's not ready to go courting yet. <laughs> I, mean, I knew I heard that song in a Full House episode. So, I don't know how long this interview process is, but I guess DJ went upstairs to take her and Tommy to change into matching tracksuits. They look cute. Very kind of retro with the red, yellow, and orange stripes Ugh. And, of course, Miss Emily says, well, this is the first interview I've ever done that's included a costume change. So, they have the coffee table out of the way, and they have one of those mats that you would see in a gym-type setting for a kid to do a somersault. So, DJ's going to have Tommy demonstrate a somersault. Apparently both Tommy and DJ do a somersault. Oh, I'm sorry. The colors are uh, on the tracksuit. It's a they're gray tracksuits with like yellow, orange, regular orange, and red orange, and then a brown stripe. So it's very. I mean, when I see those col- stripe colors, I immediately think 80s retro. Of course, the audience is just on their feet. Woo! Look at her go, Candace Cameron Bure showing off her awesome aerobics, calisthenics, exercise skills. Miss Emily is clapping. Yay! You did so well. <laughs> I love how. DJ and Tommy both stand up. And Tommy and DJ both throw their hand up. And Tommy says, ta-da! Aww. Oh, wow. We see something interesting right outside the window over DJ's shoulder. Is that a briefcase? Being held by a bed sheet? Oh, I know what this reminds me of. Although it was in the... Window outside of the kitchen, the bicycle thief episode when they're trying to get all those th- three uh, kids' bikes out the window <laughs> down to the ground level. <laughs> and DJ's really talking, like, Oh, Tommy is such a talented boy with a very talented mother. And Miss Emily says, well, that may be, but it, it, it appears to be another talented son dangling outside the window. Staff, where's that? Where are you? She's still getting that uh, finance reports on World News Magazine. Come on now. Max is wearing a toga. <laughs> he looks adorable. Of course, DJ utters her famous catchphrase, Oh, my lanta! Staff, where are you? Seriously. Get this kid back in... You know what's interesting? Over the years of Full House, neither Stephanie nor DJ nor Michelle ever tried to do what Max is doing out the window. Oh, my gosh! We get the entire podcast title! D J saying, Oh, my lanta! And Max saying, Holy Chalupas! So, I think, because this is season 3, I don't think he says it too much after this like going into season four and five i don't think we ever hear him say holy chalupas anymore in season four or five he might have but definitely not in season five but so dj excuses herself to go talk to her precious middle son
1: We're oh is
5: she eating
2: a lemon square finally
5: in matching tracksuits I must say, this is the first admissions interview that's ever included a costume change.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
3: Tommy, let's show Miss Emily your somersault. (laughs)
1: Ready?
3: Very talented boy with a very talented mother.
2: So, DJ tells Miss Emily how Tommy is, you know, a very talented son, and she herself is a very talented mother. And of course, Miss Emily's like, Oh, it looks like another talented son of yours is climbing out the window. Or he's dangling from a sheet, and he's wearing a toga outfit. And DJ looks out and sees Max, of course, dangling from a bed sheet, dressed in a toga outfit. So she runs out there and grabs him before he can dash off with his briefcase. She asks him, like, what are you doing? And he says, I'm escaping. And Max says, I want to go do my report. And then, of course, he sneezes again. If you got a fever of 100, I don't see how this kid's got any energy. Or just even the energy that he does to be able to climb out his window with a bed sheet. But maybe Max is just more resilient than other people that have had fevers that just don't want to do anything. She tells him to move. March his toga wearing tush back in the house and back into bed. So DJ has Max introduce himself to Miss Emily and Max says, I'm sorry, I'm not my sunshiny self, but someone won't let me go to school. And he (laughs) turns around and looks up at DJ. DJ explains to Miss Emily that Max isn't feeling well and then she kind of shoves Max like, go into the kitchen, get yourself a juice box and I'll tuck you in once you're upstairs. I don't know why DJ feels she has to explain this to Miss Emily about what a loving and devoted mother she is and how none of her kids normally give her any problems. Yeah, she says, I don't have problems with my children's behavior. And, of course, cut to the door as Jackson and Ramona are being led in by the cop that picked them up for panhandling. So the police officer asked DJ if these two kids are hers because he caught them ditching school. Wow, Jackson, do you know how <laughs> what you're saying is implying? He says, Ramona was dancing on a street corner and people were giving her money. Wow, 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 wow. Of course, Ramona makes a joke about, well, now I know how I'll pay for college. <laughs> and DG is like flipping out. She's like, oh, this can't be happening. And Jackson says, well, mom, it's your fault. You're the one who sent us into the cold, cruel world without money or phones. And the cop is like, really, lady? A house like this and you can't get your kid a phone? And the guy talks to up oh, that's right. You're Amish. Then he takes a look around again and says, well, um, eh, ish. He, he says, but you have electricity. Well, I guess maybe you're, um, eh, ish. The guy of course probably thought, okay good I dropped the kids off, these kids off now I can go back to what I was doing before I picked them up But no, DJ asked if he will drop the kids off at Bayview High DJ (laughs) explains how her horse and buggy are in the shop And he's like, oh sure, I'm just here to protect and Uber And (laughs) Ramona's like, can we sell for donuts or is that a stereotype? The And the police officer looks at her and says It's a stereotype But also yes Because I love donuts <laughs> Who doesn't love donuts They're so good So the cop leaves with Jackson and Ramona And DJ's like let's play pretend And pretend that none of this ever happened And DJ excuses herself Oh if you can just watch Tommy And she looks around like where is he The cop comes in holding Tommy Like is this yours he says looking for this and he's got Tommy right under the arms (laughs) so Miss Emily takes off one of DJ's stars (sighs) DJ tries to play it off as she takes Tommy from the cop and says no Tommy remember mommy said no jogging without her (laughs) well I gotta say definitely of the three of these plots I kind of like Stephanie and Max and Jackson and Ramona's plots a little more than the the Tommy with the the preschool. The, this Miss Emily, she's just, she's weird. She's creepy. It's just, I don't like it. And she just, any, I would never give my kid off to, or trust some place called The Center for, you know, whatever. But no, no. What does DJ really even know about this center place, Center for Discovery? Sounds like a rip-off of the Discovery Zone, but educational.
1: Well, that may be,
5: but it appears there's another talented son dangling outside the window. In a toga. No, my lanta.
1: Holy chalupas.
3: Right back. I have to go talk to my precious middle son.
2: Max, <laughs> nice, darling. Nice try, buddy.
3: What the heck are you doing? I'm escaping. I want to go do my report. You're gonna fit and fit all you. You your toga wear and tush right back in the house.
1: <laughs>
3: Hello, Miss Emily. Max, say hi. Hi. I'm sorry, I'm not my usual, sunshiny self. (laughs) But someone won't let me go to school.
1: He's because you're sick.
3: He's not feeling well. So go ahead and get yourself a juice and I'll be right there to tuck you into bed. Like the loving, devoted mother I obviously am. (laughs) I don't have problems with my children's (sighs) behavior.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I <about> love
3: that. <laughs> Excuse me, man. Are these yours? I caught him ditching school.
5: Ramona was dancing on the street and some stranger's gave her money.
2: Wow, <laughs> oh, that, uh...
4: Now I know how I'll pay for college. <laughs> <sighs> this can't be happening.
2: Well, it's your fault, Mom. You sent us out in a cold, cruel world with no money and no
3: phones. Wow. Really, lady? A house like this and you can't get your kids a phone? Oh, that's right, you're Amish. <laughs> but you have electricity. Huh, I guess you're just, um, ish. Uh, right. Would you mind dropping these kids off at Bayview High? My horse and buggy are in the shop. Oh, sure, I'm just here to protect an Uber.
4: <laughs> oh, can you stop for donuts on the way? Or is that just a stereotype?
3: That is a stereotype. And yes, we can stop because I love donuts.
4: Yay, (laughs) yes! Let's
3: play pretend and pretend none of this ever happened. I'll be right back. If you can just watch Tommy Tommy. Tommy,
2: Where'd where'd he he go? (laughs) Got another runner, apparently. (laughs)
3: Looking for this?
5: one of those stars back. <laughs> really, you didn't even say
2: anything and you were in the room. You just oh, let him t- toddle off?
1: Yeah,
3: mommy
2: said no jogging without her. <laughs> so, we go up to Max and Jackson's room. Stephanie is reading from the World News and Finance Report magazine that Max wanted her to get. We see something in the bed that looks like it's got a brown wig on it. And, of course, Stephanie has no idea that DJ and Max just walked into the room. And Max just looks at her. And he's and Stephanie? And Stephanie's like, quiet, Max. I'm reading you to sleep. <laughs> and she's patting the lump that's underneath the covers. Max of course bangs the side of his briefcase against the desk chair to get Stephanie's attention like (laughs) I'm not under the (laughs) bed. She pulls Stephanie pulls back the covers to reveal Cosmo wearing a brown wig and dressed in Max's pajamas. Wow. (laughs) And Stephanie (laughs) Cosmo, you helped Max escape? Oh, behind Cosmo's head, there's a pillow that says Tropic of Couch Potato. And Max says, I would have made it too if I'd have just had king size sheets. (laughs) Ah, twin sheets, they'll only get you so far out the window. I wouldn't know personally, of course. Stephanie goes over to Max and says, you, back in bed. She turns to DJ and says, see how well he minds me? (laughs) You're right, Steph. Uh, DJ says here's an idea instead of reading to our dog why don't you try to keep Max from climbing out a two story window so holding stocks in different European regions can mitigate risk
4: hmm. I love financial articles with a happy ending <laughs> <laughs> and Stephanie quiet
3: Max I'm reading you to sleep <laughs>
1: Cosmo, you helped Max escape? And I would have made it too, if I'd have just had king-size sheets.
3: You, back in bed. See how well he minds me? (laughs) By the way, we should really invest in some small-cap Dutch stocks. Here's an idea. Instead of reading to our dog, try to keep Max from climbing out of second-story
1: windows.
3: (laughs) Uncool, Max. I'm sorry, but this report means everything to me. Well, what if there was a way for you to do your report without you ever leaving your room? Really?
1: You better not be yanking my chain. (laughs) I'm
3: not. But I do have one question for you. How did you get Cosmo to put on your pajamas?
2: (laughs) Those are his. (laughs) Oh, he's got his own, huh? So, when DJ leaves, Stephanie turns to Max and says, Max, that is not cool. And he sits down on his bed. He's like, I know, I just wanted to do my report so bad. But she has a solution. What if there was a way you could do your report for school without even leaving your bedroom? And Max is like, you better not be yanking my chain. (laughs) So, we head back downstairs with DJ, and we see Miss Emily and Tommy working on an activity.
3: We're done. Not that it's work. I love it. It's the
5: joy of my life. (laughs) Tommy and I got to spend some time... So, Miss
2: Emily does have a little bit of news for DJ, and she says, don't take this as a criticism, but... After spending time with Tommy, I realized that he is a bit behind in his language skills. She tells DJ that he has trouble linking words together and forming complete sentences. Which, I mean, he's what, two and a half, three? I know, I know Michelle at this age was saying whole sentences and catchphrases at this age. We know this. But some kids develop at a different rate than than others. And that's, that's, there's nothing wrong with it. Everyone does things at their own speed. And DJ's like, no, I... D- 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 d-. And DJ's like, oh, no, you might be thinking of me. <laughs> so, Miss Emily tells DJ, I don't think Tommy's ready to join the Discovery the, the Center yet. But if you get him in touch with a speech therapist, maybe... She says, I think he'd catch up quickly and be able to join us in the spring. No, no, I... Don't know, I mm, just, this lady's coming from this place. It's like I'm sure she's got a degree of sorts, but it's like, I would want a second opinion. Don't go based on this lady's her- hearsay and everything. Saying your kid needs a speech therapist and everything. No, I would want a second opinion from an actual a doctor of sorts or somebody. This center, like I said, honestly, it sounds like a cult to me. But, um, yeah. And that's not good enough for DJs. She's like, the spring? No! Tommy's ready right now. Maybe he he could be and maybe he isn't. Who knows? I mean, don't let this lady's judgment be the final ruling. Get a second opinion. Maybe he's not ready for the center of Discovery. But there are other places. I mean, come on. It doesn't have to be the Center for Discovery or BUST. And Miss Emily, sweetie, you gotta get off cloud whatever you're floating on. Because she's like, are we having some big feelings? Lady, you need to go, okay? Take your smiley, creepy self and just go. And DJ's like, yes, we are. And my big feeling is that you are incredibly wrong about Tommy. Okay, yes. DJ asked a question that I've been wondering the whole episode. Do you ever stop smiling? Oh, that's her problem. She's like, oh no, I don't let my big feelings out. Well, that's your, that's, that's a, that's a something right there. Um, you need to allow yourself to feel emotions and not bottle everything up. Like, this lady is clearly, um, Yeah. Apparently she saves all that for uh, when she goes home and screams into her pillow. Well, that's not bad. Just, you gotta wait till you explode like that. Don't, don't do that. That's not healthy. Lady, oh, I don't like her. She's weird, and it's not just because she is overly smiley. She just, her whole mannerisms just scream cult. Just, ugh. Oh, I don't like it. She's a weirdo. I would not trust my child with her. I wouldn't trust my cat with this lady. I'm sorry, but I don't. What do you say, Quinels? Uh, I don't know where she is. Uh, DJ is so very quick to shove her, Miss Emily, out the door. So, as she is shoving Miss Emily out the door, saying, Oh, ta- Tommy will be taking his talents to Sunshine Preschool, where everyone's welcome for half the price. That's great. And Miss Emily, of course, does not want to leave without the recipe for the homemade lemon squares. I love DJ how oh, she throws this lady's words back at her. Not right now, but maybe in the spring. So, <laughs> Miss Emily sees what DJ did. Like, oh, I see what you did there. Okay, bye-bye. And we cut to Tommy. So he says, bye-bye. And DJ says, did you hear that? A complete sentence. Uh, I guess. <laughs> And if she doesn't think that Miss Emily understands, she says bye, followed by uh, another bye. Sorry, Mother's work is never done.
3: Not that it's work. I love it. It's the joy of my life.
5: (laughs) Tommy and I got to spend some time together, and this is not a criticism. I see this often. Tommy is a bit behind in his language skills. He has difficulty linking words together and forming complete sentences.
3: Uh, no, I,
5: it,
2: uh, Yeah, he did.
5: You might be thinking of me. (laughs) I don't think Tommy's ready to join us at Discovery yet, but if you get him working with a speech therapist, I think he could catch up quickly and be ready to join us in the spring. The spring? No.
3: Tommy is ready right now. Are we having some big feelings? (laughs) Yes, we are. And my big feeling is that you are totally wrong about Tommy. And do you ever stop smiling? (laughs) Oh no, I don't let my
5: big feelings out (laughs) until I go home and I scream into my pillow. (laughs) But
3: I'm not home yet.
2: Okay, you need to go, lady. You're you're freaking me out.
3: (laughs) Yes, get her out Tommy will be taking his talents to Sunshine Preschool Where everyone's welcome for half the price
5: (gasps) I understand, but may I please have your recipe for those homemade lemon squares? Not right now, but maybe I'll be ready in the spring (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there
3: Okay, well, bye-bye Bye-bye Did you hear that? A complete sentence. (laughs) Bye, followed by another bye.
1: So, bye bye.
2: (laughs) All right, so we go back to Jackson and Max's room, and he is dressed, of course, still in his toga and his sandals, and he is doing his dramatic performance of his report of the fall of Rome or something to that effect. Julius Caesar? I don't know. As Stephanie is recording via her iPad. So Max ends up falling asleep at the end of Jackson's bed from his 100.2 whatever fever. And of course, Stephanie luckily the teacher shut the video down Before she could talk about her one amazing night with an Italian guy. Like, her experience of Rome or what? (laughs) Steph, Steph, please. Fourth grade ears. Finally,
1: friends. Romans. Fourth graders. (laughs) He was on the Ides of March that Julius Augustus Caesar was stabbed in the back by the people he trusted most. Yeah!
4: Oh. <laughs> oh! Et tu. Oh. And that rockin' report was with a hundred degree fever. I'd say a pretty heroic performance. Any final words, Max? <sighs> yeah, well, he's
3: asleep. <laughs> so I guess that's it. I don't really have much to add on ancient Rome. Although, I did spend one epic night with an older Italian man, so (laughs) that's
4: that's my ancient Roman history, but perhaps that is not appropriate to share with a fourth grade
2: class. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. You turned it off. (laughs) So we head down to the kitchen as Kimmy is trying to break into the drawer of the desk to get her phone back. So, yeah, Kimmy's trying to get her phone, and DJ says, I figured this would happen, so I moved your phone hours ago. And Kimmy is so distraught, she leaps over the kitchen island, clinging to DJ's shoulders, saying, I need my phone! I need it bad! (laughs) It's like shaking DJ by the shoulders, like, I just need one tweet, one poke, one swipe! Oh, she put her phone in the cookie jar? Oh, that's interesting. And, (laughs) Kimmy says, wow, you'd make a terrible sponsor. She's so elated that she got her phone back. She's like, oh, sweet, cheese, you're back. And she kisses the screen of her phone. Wow, she's missed quite a lot as her phone is like blowing up with dings and notifications and everything. Uh, She says, oh, wow, I've been pre-selected for a Norwegian cruise. And then she says, my Norwegian... <laughs> oh she says my unlucky Nigerian prince got the money I wired him What, well, Kimmy don't send money don't send money to people you don't know but Stephanie comes down and pours herself some wine cause why not and Kimmy says Steph I just noticed you haven't re- accepted my friend request <laughs> <laughs> I love Stephanie she says she looks at Kimmy and says it's been a busy two years so, Stephanie reports to DJ, Max is asleep, and despite the second story escape, her day went pretty well, went pretty well, I, you know, yeah, great. So, Stephanie asks DJ how to go with uh, Tommy and the, the center place, Miss, em- Miss Emily, DJ tells Stephanie, well, not good. Apparently, Miss Emily thinks that Tommy's behind in his speech development and he needs a speech therapist. (sighs) Get a second opinion. Who is this Miss Emily? What are her credentials? I would be looking into this Center for Discovery. I think there's something not right. I mean, come on now. So, DJ is like, isn't that ridiculous? And Stephanie's still sipping on her wine and DJ repeats herself like, isn't that ridiculous? And Stephanie puts her wine glass down and looks at DJ very seriously. And she's like, well, Tommy is a little behind of where Jackson and Max were at his age. And DJ's like, no, he's not. And then Stephanie kind of gives DJ a look like, come on, DJ, be honest with yourself here. And she's like, is he? Like, And that's got to feel like, DJ's got to feel like a... Like, she's failing him somehow, which has got to be, you know, hard. I mean, and she's saying how, you know, in the last two years, I just, I've been so busy that I just haven't given Tommy the enough attention that, and the fact that she didn't even see it in two years, like, his development in the, the speech area was a little lagging. And Stephanie's like, teach, it's not a big deal. A lot of kids need speech therapists. And then Stephanie brings up, remember when I had my lisp? And that can see someone Yeah, Michelle also had a lisp It's just I mean, even I, you know Probably had a little bit of a lisp Where I had an issue pronouncing my S's There's nothing wrong with needing a speech therapist Or someone to kind of help you along the way And DJ's like, yeah, maybe I did overreact I did deny Miss Emily, my coveted lemon square recipe. <laughs> oh, Steph, <laughs> I love you. She she wants a DJ like. You bought those at Trader Joe's. <laughs> praise, praise, praise the writers of Fuller House. I love you all. <laughs> These jokes are golden. I love them you <laughs> just side eyes Stephanie and says that's why I didn't give her the recipe and she takes a sip of her wine
4: <laughs> what are you doing breaking into the drawer to get my phone back
3: <laughs> Kimmy do not destroy my desk I knew this would happen so I moved your phone hours ago
4: Deej, I'm begging you I need that phone man I'm not yeah. <laughs> Just let me have one poke, one tweet, one swipe. I'll do anything! Anything I say!
2: My god, stop shaking her. <laughs>
4: wow, you'd make a terrible sponsor. <laughs> Sweet cheese, you're back! What have I missed? Good grief! You <laughs> don't get that many. Roll one up! Hey, I've been pre-selected for a carnival cruise. Okay. Phew. My unlucky Nigerian prince got the money I wired him. Oh,
2: my God. How much did you give that fake prince?
4: I just noticed you haven't accepted my friend request. It's been a busy two years.
3: (laughs) Well, Max is asleep, and second story
4: escape aside, I'd say I did a pretty good job. (laughs) What did you and Tommy do?
3: Not good. Miss Emily had the nerve to tell me that Tommy's behind on his language skills and needs a speech therapist. Isn't that ridiculous? (laughs) I said, isn't that ridiculous? Well, I hate to say it, but Tommy does seem a little behind where Jackson and Max were at his age. No, he's not. Is he? He is. Oh. And it's all my fault. Why would you say that? Because everything that's happened the past two years, I've just been so busy, and I, I didn't give Tony enough attention. Dej, that is not true. And this is not your fault. Lots of kids need speech therapy. Now, do you remember my list? At the time, it seemed like a significant
1: issue.
3: <laughs> Maybe I overreacted. I did deny the friendliest woman in the world my lemon square recipe. <laughs> you bought those at Trader Joe's. <laughs> That's why I didn't give her the recipe. <laughs> hey, Tony, can you talk? Well, I can talk, no pressure on your end. <laughs> you did a great job today, so you get a gold star. Uh-huh. But I found out that you might need a little extra help, and I'm going to get it for you. Sometimes parents are the last ones to see when their kids have problems. But after I call that nice Miss Emily and, and send her over a case of Trader Joe Lemon squares, <laughs> which I will put in the Tupperware and pass off as homemade, <laughs> And we're gonna start school at Discovery in the spring.
1: Okay.
3: What do you think? You got it, do Oh, you gotta have Michelle, little man! Where have I heard that? Before? Yeah! <laughs>
0: ah! I love
1: it! I love you so much. <clears throat> one, 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 one,
2: one another star. One, two. So yeah! Tommy's in Michelle's old room. Well, he's been there since season one, and DJ says, you know, she apologizes that she just didn't see that Tommy, you know, needed a little extra help, and he's gonna get it after he, after DJ apologizes to Miss Emily and sends her a big box of Trader Joe's lemon squares, which she'll put in Tupperware and pass off as home- homemade. And then, you know, get Tommy a speech therapist so that way he can start at the dis- Center for Discovery in the spring. And she says, what do you think about that? And, of course, Tommy does it. You got it, dude. And DJ says, no, where have I heard that before? Oh! Oh! That's so sweet. Oh, and the, that was the episode. Guys, I loved it. It was so adorable and so many good lines. Alright, so like I said, that was the episode. I really, really, I thought this was a cute one. The lines, was just, oh, it gets me every time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, for best outfit of the episode, there's three. So it's going to be one, two, three. I think it's going to be, it's going to be Max with this toga outfit. Jackson and Ramona together with their pioneer outfits. And then DJ and Tommy together in their adorable uh, retro looking tracksuits. Worst dress of the episode? Oh boy. I kind of want to give it to Miss Emily's like educational sweater. It was it was meh. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't great and Miss Emily creeped me out uh, she smiled too much <laughs> and it just really kind of like ah, you're coming off a little creepy a little creepy teachable moments. so definitely when it comes to DJ and Tommy you know even if your child may be a little bit behind it's nothing you did or didn't do just if they, you know, or even just get a second opinion. Also, don't just take the first person that tells you, oh, there's something wrong with your child and you should get them looked at and like, no, it's always good to get a second opinion and just don't blame yourself. That is a big thing because you did nothing wrong. Children learn, just like Stephanie said, you know, kids learn at At their own pace. And that you don't need to rush them. You don't need to shame them. Because they don't know something. That a normal. You know. I don't even let no The word normal is just wrong. So. Just let kids learn at their own pace, and they will get it. it. It might take a little time. Like with me, you know, growing up, I was behind quite a bit, but eventually I did get the hang of things. I mean, I didn't start walking till I was like two years old. And I was also behind with my speech as well, so I did have to go to a, a, for a school program that kind of helped me get caught up. As far as it comes for, for Max and, you know, being sick and having to miss out on something, I mean, I chalk it up to when Steph got, you know, in Fuller House Season 1, a pox in, in the house where she got the chicken pox and she wanted to go to school to see a real ballerina. You know, sometimes we have to miss out on stuff because we're sick. And, you know, really, I mean, as much as you want to go, it's like, yeah, but you really don't want to make other people sick either, so... But it's not like he couldn't have had a do-over, but you know, to give his report. But I love Stephanie's idea of like, hey, let me get my iPad and we can connect with the teacher in the classroom, so you can give your report at school or from home. Yeah, that was such a bright idea on her part. Bright idea. And I I mean, yeah, I know some of the Full House connections I was bringing up may have been a smidge of a stretch, but it's like they were bringing up some Full House memories for me. Um, I did kind of like, in a way, Kimmy's idea with the kids, like for Pioneer Days, your teacher says you can't have any electronics. Even though that is a good idea in a way, if a kid needs to get a hold of you, how are they going to do that? Walk into a store and say, hey, can I use your phone? I mean, I guess. I mean, I could see, like, there are some families, like, at home during certain times of the day. Like, okay, we have, we're going to go, like, a no electronics weekend or for 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever. But, again, if you're taking away, their are going to be able to get a hold of you for a reason. I mean, I know there are other people like, oh, well, they can go to find a place to use a phone. It's like, yeah, but do you want to put them in that position? They're really... I mean, Speaking of payphones, pay I can't remember the last time I saw a payphone. It's been a very long time. It's fun, because whenever you actually do see one, it's like, whoa! They still have a cell, a cell phone. A payphone up? Wow. So like I said, when I was in junior high, that would have been from 94 to 97. We had pay phones. And even at the high school, we had them too. But, um, the coolest thing though in junior high, well, I I always called it middle school. It's when we got the vending machines, and there'd always be at the end of the day, there'd be a long line to get like a pop. Like I want to get a pop, but I got to go get to my bus and I don't want to miss my bus. (laughs) You know, back when a pop was like. A dollar ten or something like that. I can't remember how much they were. Always felt like such a treat though getting one because we'd like get like a two-liter and that was supposed to last between my dad and I like for a week. (laughs) I remember when I moved out on my own. I was so excited to get a 12-pack of Coca-Cola. I wasn't drinking Diet Coke yet. I wouldn't do that for at least a couple more years. But anyway, yeah, those are my Tanner Teachable moments. Uh, So, as I said, January I am taking the month off, so I can pre-record. However, Jody Sweden... Her birthday is January 19th, and I picked out an episode for her. And I actually had to have to correct myself now because I thought Middle-Aged Crazy was season three. It's not. It's season two, episode 10, aired January 6th, 1989. In this episode, Steph gets a crazy feeling of being middle-aged as her two sisters run with all the attention. A garden wedding with Harry as groom, and Jimmy as minister takes some of the heat. I don't like that synopsis. i do not really a big fan of it. So, of course, as I've said in February, kicking things off with the new series Tanner Girls in Love. We're going to focus on Baby Love from Season 2. Season 4, Stephanie Plays a Field. Season 6 is Lover's And other tanners. And season 8's Valentine's Day episode. The only other Valentine's Day episode that I can think of. Unless there's one in Fuller House. Which if that's the case, we'll get to that one uh, in 2022. Um, Dateless in San Francisco where Michelle's class sold a bunch of candy. They get a Valentine's Day party. Her friend Lisa suggests they all go and as each other's dates. So, Michelle and Teddy, um, Lisa and Derek, Aaron and a girl named Sophia, who we will never see again. And, of course, the other members that have their woes as well. Stephanie's got a guy named Kenneth who didn't call her back. And... Becky's feeling kind of in the dumps because Jesse is talking about how they're an old married couple. They've been married for like three years. They are not an old married couple. Well, actually, if I think about it, they've probably been married for at least four by the time season eight rolls around. But yeah, those will be the four episodes that I do in February. And then March is going to be... The breakup series, which some couples will break up and make up. Some couples are going to break up and just stay broken up. So, all right, everybody, this is the last episode of the Full House podcast for 2020. Everyone have a wonderful week as we go into this new year and just let's all... Hope for for good things for 2020. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.